This is the Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am Kane Power. This episode, I want to talk to you about podcasting styles. You can create a podcast in any style you want. You can use different styles, you can change styles. It really is entirely up to you, and there aren't any rules. The reason I want to talk about style is to give you the best chance of creating, and you've heard me say this before, and you will hear it again, all together now, something something people will want to listen to. Great work. If you set out creating a podcast with your style in mind before you start recording, you're going to be working towards creating in that style from the start, and therefore doing it more mindfully and effectively. So let's go through some of the most common styles of podcasts, how they work, some of their pros and cons, and you can take it from there. First up is what seems like the easiest type of podcast to create, and what this podcast episode is, for now, a solo show. A solo show is exactly what it sounds like, one person talking into a mic. A solo show has lots of applications. It could be educational, like a learning resource or tutorial. It could be informational, like a news show or a travel show. Lots of people use a solo show as promotional material for their business or enterprise, what I call a solopreneur type show. Another example of a solo show would be a meditation podcast, a guru guiding those seeking enlightenment. Some of the worst applications of this style, in my opinion, are the stream-of-consciousness podcasts, where someone just hits record and goes for it until they run out of ideas. I've been guilty of this a few times, and honestly, it can be kind of fun. But really, you have to be hugely famous and or supremely entertaining to retain your listeners. And even then, meh. A great application of the solo show would be for a traditional storyteller. Some audiobooks are pretty much solo storyteller shows. Mike Rowe has a very famous podcast like this called The Way I Heard It. Each episode features Mike telling a short story. My favourite podcast, Hardcore History, is technically a solo show, although there's argument that his show would be narrative more than anything else. So I guess it's a solo narrative style podcast? See? Mixing it up already. I think you get the idea. Solo. One voice. Let's do some pros and cons. Pros. Solo podcasts are easy. They don't require finding, booking, and recording a guest. They do require less editing than other styles, and they're yours, so you can say exactly what you like. Fuck. They're also extremely intimate. It's just you and your listener. Cons. Solo shows can be boring. Just hearing one person's voice can be fatiguing for your listeners, especially if the host is just starting out. Different opinions are cool and create points of interest. If your show just features your opinion, it can get monotonous. In a solo show, you carry all the responsibility to make the show captivating. Other styles allow other people or elements to carry some of that weight. Right, let's move on. Next up, we have the most common podcast style, interview. 
I'm going to make a totally unsubstantiated guess right here and say that 9 out of 10 podcasts are interview-style podcasts. Although conducting interviews requires more effort than making a solo show in terms of time spent, they are most often unscripted and take most of the responsibility off of the host. I think it's fair to say that you've all heard interview podcast shows before, but just in case and for continuity's sake, I'll give a quick outline. An interview-style show is where one person, usually the host, interviews another person, usually the guest. They can be one-on-one, two-on-one, or any configuration you can imagine. The point is, we have one or more people asking questions, and one or more people answering those questions. Interview podcasts can be any genre and cover any topic. They just require a host and a guest. Some of the more interesting interview-style podcasts are what I call expert versus expert shows. A good example of this is the show Broken Record, which features legendary music producer Rick Rubin interviewing famous musicians and producers. These types of shows are great because, as listeners, we get to hear the speakers go deeper into a subject, rather than skimming the surface with just the basic details that a guest might provide a host who has no expertise in the field. To create an interview-style podcast, you'll need to book guests that relate to your podcast topic. You'll need to schedule a time to record with them, and make sure that recording is the best quality possible. You also need to ask relevant questions and know how to steer an interview effectively to be interesting for your listeners, which in itself is a skill. Once recorded, you need to edit the tracks and master them to sound good together. One of the best aspects of an interview-style podcast and one of the best ways to promote your podcast overall is that when you release the episode, you can leverage your guest's audience. Super cool if you're speaking to someone in your niche with loads of followers, as it exposes you to their audience. Not so cool if you're talking to your mum, who's your only listener, and who has the audience the size of her knitting club. A great example of this is the previous episode of the Podcasters Club, all about audience, where I actually interviewed three different people and therefore managed to get my podcast exposed to all three of their audiences. That's what we call winning. So, pros and cons. Pros. Interview-style podcasts are fairly easy to create and require little scripting or planning from the host. If you have a great guest or if you're a great interviewer, they can be fun and interesting. If you have a knowledgeable guest, then they're essentially lending you their IP and informing your listeners on a subject you might know nothing about. You also get to take advantage of your guest's audience when they share the episode on social media. Cons. Back and forth interviews with a novice and an expert can be boring. A bad or a dull guest can ruin an episode, and I should know this because as someone who produces podcasts for other people, I know what a bad guest sounds like, and I know how often episodes get binned because of someone who just wasn't meant for audio. Guests can also be frustrating to book and definitely will stand you up often. Being a good interviewer is hard and takes time. And finally, it's hard to control guests' audio, and as guests are rarely podcasters, their audio is often bad. And bad audio equals... Okay, we've got interview shows down. Now let's move on to what I call multi-host, panel, or ensemble shows. 
Hi, I'm Ruth. I'm Kane's wife, and I've been roped into co-hosting this show, partly to illustrate a point that Kane is trying to make, and partly to break up the monotony of his voice, out of respect for you, the listener. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about different styles of podcasts, and in this section that I totally have not already scripted for you, I'd like you to tell our listeners about multi-hosted, panel, and ensemble-type shows. Okay, yeah. That sounds like a super fun way to spend my evening. Packing these three types of show into the same category is handy, but it does give us quite a lot to unpack. So let's just take it one by one, and I'll try not to draw it out too much. A multi-host show is a podcast that has more than one host. This could be something like Stuff You Should Know, where the two hosts discuss a topic they've researched, or a show like Invisibilia, in which the hosts take turns in the lead role for certain episodes while the other host supports. Or it could be as simple as a comedy podcast with two hosts who interview guests. Sometimes three voices can be more fun than two. Multi-host shows are great if you have a friend or colleague who has a similar vision and passion as you. I would say that they're almost always more interesting than a solo show, and listeners can come to love the relationship between the hosts as much as the content that they're discussing. This style of show also provides the opportunity to share the workload. So researching, scripting, handling guests, recording, post-production and marketing aren't such daunting tasks. The downside, though, is that if your co-host ends up being a jerk, (laughs) it's hard to get rid of them. And if you have a falling out, it's often the end of your podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a multi-host show, choose your co-host very carefully. The next sub-style, I guess, that Kane has written down is something called a panel show. These are actually quite rare as they are super difficult to record and often end up a total mess. The more listenable type of panel show will often have one or two hosts and feature a number of regular or guest speakers throughout each episode and season. Often these are hosted by someone with presenter skills, like a TV or radio personality who can hold things together and make sure everyone gets a turn to share their opinion. Think of these shows like a talk show with Graham Norton or an expert panel at a conference. The tricky part of creating these shows is the recording. If it's in person, then each speaker needs their own microphone. And if it's online, you have to deal with a number of bad recordings. And on that note, the least listenable type of panel show is unfortunately the most common example of this style. Let's call it Clusterfuck Pod. (laughs) The Clusterfuck Pod is most often a group of friends sitting around a single microphone, drinking drinks and talking shit. It started because one night when they were sitting around drinking and talking shit, they convinced each other that they're all so hilarious and their group dynamic is so interesting (laughs) that the world needs to hear their in-jokes, drunk shower thoughts and raucous laughter. These shows most often have no point, no solid subject, 
bad quality audio and incomprehensible banter. All around just a really bad listening experience. If you're considering starting a clusterfuck pod, just just don't, please. All jokes aside, though, if this style of podcast is something you're actually thinking about starting, just go ahead and do it. You might get a kick out of making it and your friends might get a kick out of listening. Uh, you do you, babe. <laughs> okay, last sub-style before I hand you back to Kane is the ensemble show. Think of ensemble shows like a small audio-only theatre group. They can be scripted or improvised or a mixture of the two. They can be drama or fantasy or comedy. Basically, they feature a cast of voices and are meant to entertain. A really great example of this style is Hello from the Magic Tavern. I love this one. It's a semi-improvised comedy-based in a magical alternate dimension. So great. These podcasts are awesome, fun, and super creative, but difficult to create. Either you need a whole lot of actors in the same room with a mic each, which comes with its own problems, or for it to be scripted in such a way that everyone can record their own parts, which then obviously requires editing and mixing to make the episode, and audio quality can vary wildly. Okay, that is me. Kane said I can have a minute of your time for my own agenda, so listen up. Ruth's Agenda. <laughs> Sounds like Ruth's gender. <laughs> well, the reason I am so great at talking into a microphone is because I am an online piano teacher. And if you've ever wanted to learn the piano, not just in the way that people have learned piano since your grandpa played piano, but in the cool new way where you can play creatively without having to read sheet music, you got to come check out my website, pianopitnick.com forward slash free. You can sign up for my free introductory course. It's called Prepare to Play, and it will prepare you for the many obstacles that beginner pianists can expect to face. After that, you can come through any of my courses where I'll teach you how to play the creative skills of a pianist, like playing by ear, like reading from a lead sheet, no sheet music in sight, how to riff like a pro, how to improvise, all these wonderful skills you can get your hands on at pianopitnet.com forward slash free. Thank you, Ruth. The last style I want to talk about is, in my opinion, the most captivating style of podcasting, and much of the reason podcasting is as big as it is today. Narrative. The reason narrative podcasts are so popular is that they tell a story, and that's what keeps listeners coming back for more. Some of the most popular podcasts in this style include This American Life, Serial, Revisionist History, Reply All, and Radiolab. A narrative podcast can be contained within an episode or a whole season. It can be true crime, an investigation into Indian phone scam centres, an uplifting story about puppies, an in-depth exploration into the events on the Western Front of World War II, or a story about why we get hangry. Side note, all of those podcast topics are real. 
An organization that creates a lot of podcasts in this style is the National Public Radio in the United States, and as such, narrative podcasts have also become known as NPR style. The narrative style often uses foley, like doors opening, footsteps, etc. It uses music and different voices and opinions to craft an intriguing and interesting experience for the listener, often guided by the thoughtful voiceover of the host. Creating these types of shows are more difficult than other styles and require some serious planning. The narrative shows I've worked on have always worked to a script, even if it includes interviews, and always require a lot of editing and careful mixing to make it flow smoothly. I want to mention the previous episode of this podcast again. All About Audience is what it's called. That episode is essentially a basic type of narrative podcast, although it is most certainly a panel style as well, and it was compiled in that style from multiple interviews. So if you haven't listened, it's a great starting point, and it will show you how you can mix styles and come up with something really cool. Hopefully, I'll have a few more attempts at a narrative-style podcast for the Podcasters Club. So that's really all I have to say about podcasting styles. I want to reiterate what I said at the start about creating whatever feels right for you. Hopefully in this episode I've outlined the most common ways of presenting your ideas, and if you can take anything away from this episode, let it be that the best style of podcast is the one you create in your own style with your own heart. Because at the end of the day, that's how you make, all together now, something something people will want to listen to. And for all of you people out there who want to tell me about all the styles I've missed, I haven't forgotten about you. Email me at kane at precisionpodcasting.com and let's get geeky. Much love. Till next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash precision podcasting. Yes, that's spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening.